Welcome to The Bazaar. everybody. Welcome to the 17th episode of The Bazaar. I can't believe we're at episode 17. Goddamn. Speaking of 17 episodes, if you haven't gotten a chance to go back and catch up on all of our other episodes, what's stopping you? You should totally go and do that so you can stay up to date on all of the cool things this podcast has to offer. And it has to offer a lot of things. Previous episodes have included Charles Manson, the Queen Mary, the Winchester House, and many, many more. As we close in on Halloween, I really considered doing a more paranormal story this week, something spooky and scary for all our listeners, but I had another idea. There have been articles popping up everywhere lately about Natalia Grace, so if that name sounds familiar to you, buckle up, because this is going to be wild. The Bazaar deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Information from today's episode comes from BuzzFeed, Daily News, The Sun, Insider.com, and Reddit. Today, we're going to be talking about the Ukraine. And no, not the Trump impeachment scandal. We're going to be talking about the bizarre case of Natalia Grace. Huh, that rhymed. (laughs) Now, I'm sure that you've heard of this story, even if you don't think that you have. It's literally been everywhere the past month and a half, maybe. Just a few days ago, new developments in this story broke, but I'm going to try and give you a clearer picture, as best as I can, of what we know, because actually there isn't a lot of information about this case that is public knowledge as of right now, which was a little frustrating to try and research, but we're going to try our best to kind of show you the unbiased opinions. Let's start with the Barnetts, Christine and Michael Barnett, a nice married couple, experienced foster parents who ran a children's daycare from their Westfield, Indiana home. All in all, Christine and Michael Barnett were really good parents. They have three other children, one of whom is an absolute genius. Christine actually went on to write a book about this genius son called The Spark, A Mother's Story of Nurturing, Genius, and Autism, about her parenting experiences. Jacob, now 21 today, is a physics genius on the autism spectrum. Actually, it's Jacob's story that piloted the family to mild fame in early 2010. They had a great family home that they wanted to keep adding to. The Barnetts actually participated in a 60-minute special where you could see the family home and the children that they had adopted and of their own. They would always talk about having children as growing up in a home where they could have the space to be whoever they wanted to be and be nurtured and supported. In May of 2010, the Barnetts adopted a curly-haired youngster by the name of Natalia, hoping to give her a better life and the family she'd always needed. They had no hesitation in adopting Natalia, even though they understood that she came from the Ukraine. She apparently had limited knowledge of English. As well, she also had a rare bone growth disorder. This disorder causes skeletal abnormalities and problems with vision, also stunting her growth. In talking about Natalia's diagnosis, Christine Barnett said in an article with Daily Mail, 
I also at the time had a very privileged life. I felt that if I had the ability to help another person in the world, then I wanted to do it. All in all, I think that's a really noble idea. There are tons of kids out there without homes looking for someone to take care of them. At this point, Christine sounds like a really good mother and a really caring person. Natalia had been in the United States for two years around the time of her adoption and had a Ukrainian birth certificate reading September 4th, 2003, and she needed a home immediately, as her previous adopted parents gave her up for undisclosed reasons. A little fishy, if you ask me. I mean, what people give up a child they just adopted for no reason. But hey, I guess that's just my speculation, but we'll stick to the facts. The article in the Daily Mail that I'm referring to continues to go on, comparing what happens next to the Barnetts to be something like out of the horror movie The Orphan, which I'm not going to outright spoil for you because it's a great movie. Let's just say the comparison of Natalia to The Orphan isn't the most flattering comparison out there. Due to the Barnetts' experiences with Natalia, they stopped believing that she was actually nine years old or that she had health issues that she was diagnosed with. When the Barnetts first got Natalia, they claimed she couldn't walk. Then one day, when they took her to the beach for the first time, she just went running into the water out of nowhere. So, either a miracle, or she could walk the whole time, possibly. Or, the Barnetts are lying. Allegedly to the Barnetts, this wasn't the only thing going wrong with Natalia's new adjustment. Christine was giving Natalia a bath when she noticed that Natalia had full pubic hair. Going from being adopted at six years old, having been there and she was now nine years old, to having full pubic hair, it doesn't add up. Natalia allegedly also shunned toys and dolls and enjoyed the company of teenage girls, which is weird. Nobody should enjoy the company of teenage girls. Teenage girls are the worst. Teenagers are the worst. Like, just the worst. I sucked as a teenager. Everybody sucks as a teenager. That's the point of being a teenager. Regardless, it definitely raised some large red flags for the Barnetts. Even more strange, Christine claims that Natalia isn't even from the Ukraine. When she invited over a family friend who is also from the Ukraine, that family friend spoke Ukrainian to Natalia and Natalia didn't understand a single word of it, nor could she tell that family friend where she was originally from in the Ukraine. According to Christine, Natalia even tried to poison the Barnetts by putting bleach into her morning coffee. Not only that, but Christine also found bloody clothing in the garbage, suggesting that Natalia was indeed having her period. All of this evidence, or evidence with air quotes, seems pretty damning, but things began to take a turn for the worst in the household, as Natalia apparently started exhibiting disturbing behavior, and was smearing bodily fluids on the walls, making death threats, and claiming to hear voices that nobody else heard. About two years into the adoption, the Barnetts filed a motion with the Marion County Superior Court to dispute Natalia's age. They ordered a bone density test. Allegedly, after the bone density test, it revealed that Natalia was not in fact 9, but was 22 years old. Okay, you think that's messy? Here's where shit gets real messy. 
The Barnetts claim that they were duped by a Ukrainian woman posing as a child and that they did their best to care for her given the circumstances. They believe that from the beginning, Natalia knew she was never a child, but was really an adult masquerading as a child to seek care and adoption. Feel free to check out the interview with the Daily Mail. It will make your head spin. Christine told the Daily Mail that a bone density test done on Natalia suggested that she was at least 14 years old around the time that she was adopted. Over the next year, she said Natalia's mental health began deteriorating even more. Natalia was treated for various psychiatric disorders by specialists to whom Natalia confessed she was an adult, Christine also told the Daily Mail. Regardless of this newfound knowledge, the Barnetts allegedly wanted to still provide Natalia with support. They apparently loved her, regardless of her age. In 2013, the Barnetts put Natalia up in an apartment and paid for her rent. They also set her up with a social security number and other welfare programs. The family then moved to Canada, leaving Natalia behind, completely by herself, so that Jacob could study at Waterloo University in Ontario. At that point, Christine claims that she and Natalia fell out of touch. Now, the validity of this entire story is being called into question. What if I told you that everything I just said could be a lie? At least officially, as of now, Christine and Michael Barnett, who have since been divorced, were charged on September 11th with two counts of felony neglect of a dependent. That dependent? Natalia. Although Christine told the Daily Mail that a bone density test conducted after Natalia's adoption pegged her for youngest at 14, an affidavit reviewed by BuzzFeed News actually found that the doctor who performed this test estimated that same year that she was actually 8, not 14. 8. I'm just as confused as you are right now. Medical records show that in June of 2012, a skeletal survey at the same hospital found Natalia to be around 11 years old. Michael Barnett confirmed to police on September 5th of this year that a court changed Natalia's birth year from 2003 to 1989. He also told police that Christine told Natalia to tell people that she was 22. Michael also admitted to police that he and Christine knew the doctors determined Natalia was a child and that he believed Natalia was a minor when the family relocated to Canada. Which in fact proves that they did participate in neglectful behavior. So how old is Natalia Grace? It's the question that nobody can answer. Several ages have been thrown around. She's six, she's nine, she's 12, she's 22. Adoption cases are sealed by the courts in the state of Indiana. Documents related to Natalia's age aren't publicly available. What we do know is that Natalia now lives with the man's family in Indiana, who won't respond to any news outlets. So why are we all of a sudden hearing about this? The charges filed against Christine and Michael Barnett were filed in September. Following this, Christine sold her story to the Daily Mail. Today, Natalia could either be 30 or 16 years old, and she's refused to comment on it at all publicly. So far, the Barnetts have ple pleaded, oh my gosh, pleaded, <laughs> not guilty to charges of neglect. According to court documents and BuzzFeed, they are scheduled for a trial on January 28th of 2020.
I'm not really sure what I believe. I'd like to think that it's impossible for an adult to masquerade as a child, even with a disorder that make, make her appear to be younger or smaller. I mean, looking at pictures of Natalia, Google her, just Google her for a second so we can both look at these pictures together. I'm not sure that she looks like an adult. I mean, okay, she could be a teenager today. I definitely do think that she was older than six when the Barnetts took her in, and I definitely think there was a reason that we don't know about right now as to why they would leave her behind. Now, I'm not outright saying she's an adult, but I did some digging and apparently there have been some other cases of adults pretending to be children in order to receive care. I actually didn't realize how many there were out there. Cindy Bouvier-Portley, a 25-year-old man posed as a 17-year-old Hurricane Harvey refugee in order to play basketball at Hillcrest High School in Dallas, Texas in 2017 to 2018. He also reportedly dated a 14-year-old girl while posing as a student. His cover was blown in May after being recognized at a tournament. It's like the movie 17 again with Zac Efron, except way creepier and way more problematic. Sydney eventually pled guilty to posing as a student and received six years probation. When asked for motive, Sydney simply said that this would have been a fresh start in his life. But like I said, Sydney isn't the only person who's done this. A 34-year-old Texas woman posed as a high school sophomore for an entire school year. Charity Ann Johnson was sentenced to 85 days in prison in 2014. She had enrolled at the New Life Christian School in Longview, Texas in October 2013 and led people to believe that she was a teenager for seven months. I don't mean to be insensitive, but I hope I look that good at 34 to be able to pull off that big of a facade that I'm a high school student, you know? <laughs> she was arrested in June 2014 when she provided a fake ID to police. She told officials that her family had abandoned her and that she was just looking for love. There are countless other cases that follow. A 23-year-old Ukrainian man posing as a teenager to enroll in high school in America and another 24-year-old man told officials in April that he was Timothy Pitson, a boy who went missing from a Chicago suburb in 2011. The man's identity was released after the FBI said that the DNA test results confirmed that he was not Timothy. The motive behind his decision still remains unclear, and Pitson's whereabouts are still unknown. Who knows, maybe we'll cover that case in the future because it definitely sounds interesting. I'm walking away from this episode confused as ever by this. Are the Barnetts a victim to an elaborate scam where Natalia posed as a little girl to get help? Is Natalia a mastermind of a sociopath? Or is she just a kid in need of a home and a family who's been screwed by the system? One thing's for sure. The case of Natalia Grace? It's bizarre. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Bazaar. Please be sure to like, review, and share this podcast to all of your friends. Do you have something you'd like to be investigated by The Bazaar? Shoot us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Bazaar Pod. I am super down for taking requests wherever they may come from. If you have a favorite true crime story that you'd like to hear about, let's do it. Let's collaborate. Episodes come out every Friday. 
Next week, I'm going to look into something a little more spooky. I've got a treat. It'll be good. I promise. Maybe curl up and read some of the articles I mentioned tonight. Or, better yet, to get into the spooky season, watch The Orphan and think of me. Have a great weekend, and peace out, nerds. (laughs) 